Shalom and thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Elect Life Podcast Edition with Liz McGee. We hope you enjoy the journey as Liz takes you through her mystical insights from ancient Jewish writings. You'll find more info on the website at theelectlife.org. So go check it out and make sure you have oil in your lamp for the coming of Mashiach. And now your host, Liz McGee. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome to the Ark Life. My name is Liz McGee, and um, I have some meat for the Shabbos meal today. So I hope you are all blessed and well, and um, yeah, ready to go. Okay, I have a title for today. It's called The Census Before Shavuot. So next week will be, uh, begin the festival, actually Friday, if you're following uh, the Jewish calendar, even the Christian calendar this year. Next Friday, and then um, Saturday and Sunday. And the Christians are celebrating Shavuot on Sunday the 31st. Basically, I think the Jewish calendar has it on Saturday. So that in and of itself is pretty exciting that we're together. And so you will know the Essene calendar, which has got a lot of more hidden mysteries in it, uh, is celebrating Shavuot on June 13th. I, oh my gosh, it is, it's 13 or 15. I, I'd have to double check that, but it's two weeks later, basically. It has to do with the Omer count. Okay, but uh, I started the um, Parsha for today and I couldn't get past the first verse. <laughs> it's really funny. There's so much packed into our text. It's, it's just unbelievable. All right, so let me make my opening statement here. I have my two witnesses here, the 22 letters and the 10 sephirath. Together, this makes up the 32 paths of wisdom, which is known as the total package of, of Yahweh Elohim. It is, in essence, it's the Tetragrammaton, yod heh vav heh. You can see it here. It's either spread over the whole sephirothic emanated process, or you, this is a, you need to familiarize with a truncated form because it represents the body, including the head, of Mashiach or in Hebrew nomenclature, Adam Cademan. All right, very important. That's, those are facts. <laughs> so I was reading in the first verse of today, it was Numbers. And actually, I will, it was Numbers 1 1. No, wrong. Let me, sorry about that. Let me see if I can do this again. Okay. Yeah, numbers one one. Now I want to show you something. This is what I've been learning, and I'm getting ready to really um, teach this. How our text is encrypted. People talk about Bible codes and about this. And there is a way in these Hebrew letters because they are so powerful to truncate them down or to just enlarge them. They make worlds, or they actually come together, combine. You know a leaf or a plant out of physicality. It's amazing, the breadth, uh, scope, and depth. But here it says in Genesis, in Numbers 1, 1, it says the Lord, or Adonai, you got to get in the Hebrew, figure out which, actually that's probably Yahweh, spoke to Moshe in the wilderness of Sinai, in the tent of meeting, on the first day of the second month in the second year after they had come out of the land of Egypt. See, so that just clued me in. I was like, oh my gosh, there they are. They're totally. I'm going to show you 
sephorithically exactly how they elongated this whole tree of life in that verse to tell you all sorts of pertinent information. And when you understand how to read the tree of life, you will be able to plot exactly where you are, like where the prophet is, who's being talked to, what's being, because I want to digress. All right, just let me, because what would happen? You know, the ephod that the high priest would wear, the 12 stones on the breastplate, and uh, they would ask, the breast, a question of Elohim, and things would light up, different gems on the breastplate would light up, and they knew how to read it. Well, exactly. They're reading this high-level spiritual code of the letters coded with the Sephiroth, coded with the 12 tribes. It's a language, people. And you, if you, have, if you were at Moshe's level and had just been on the mountain with Mount Sinai, you'd know how to read it, too. But, but it was preserved. And it's coming back to us. And this is what is being said is going to come out in the last days, the stone of it, and crush. I'm so excited about this. Because literally, I don't got to do anything except just throw something at this. And it's going to crush it. it. says that how the stone will just crumble everything. So, but let me, let me stop. So you see the verse. And make note of this. It's got Yahweh, Moshe. So let's pull out the key words. Get rid of all the prepositions or those kind of things uh and let's go back to our chart here okay where am i over here <laughs> sorry okay let's just start with yahweh he is the stone he's Keter. he this is known as the stone of israel this is the nut this is the he's compressed into everything he is the most central hidden totality, singularity that there is. That's Yahweh. Then he goes down to, um, where, I'm sorry, we are going into, okay, hold on, I forgot, where did my list go here? Adonai, then he spoke. See, Keter goes right into Hulkma, which is, which is wisdom, which is the principal thing we're supposed to get. We are supposed to be able to, like much, operate from this level of revelation, of anointing, of understanding, of wisdom, of getting the big picture. You want to be a prophet, you've got to get up to this level. Over here we have um, spoke. So these two really go together. Keter and Hopa are really one because this is the yod. This is the tip, the crown on the yod. This is the yod, which includes Hokma. Okay. Then you come over here to Bina, which is the first hey, which is the first feminine marker. Bina is spoke. Bina in the word, it implies vibration. It implies speech, his speech. It's not an accident these words are used. Bina, the speech goes out into all the word, earth, the dimensions, all of it. All right. Then you come down here to uh, Moshi. Moshi attained the level of Hesed. He is, now this is where we're beginning to get into the sun, into the Vav. All right. Now I'm not going to, I just, I don't want to go into all the deep um, coded relationships and theologies. I just want to show you because this plain as day to me now, how they're encoding this information. These words that they chose are not at all random. There's nothing random about it. So Moshe, so the wilderness, again, we have geography. The wilderness here is Gavira. All right. This really is, this is the demonic realm. This is where Satan's hosts are, his 
his head base, so to speak. These are the sides of the north. This is Gavira, you have to understand. You come down here to Tifrit, this is Sinai, Mount Sinai. Do you know what Shavuot is? This, I'm going to stop and say this because I don't know if a lot of my Christian um, co-patriots, my, my brothers and sisters from the evangelical really understand the significance of Shavuot, Pentecost. Why this is such an important, like I was trying to tell people Passover, you better get under these feasts because there's huge spiritual outpourings that especially now the Father's doing. And on Pentecost or on Shavuot, you have every reason to expect if you're there with the right attitude in the right mode to receive. We should expect to receive big time because we need big time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Tifrit, Mount Sinai. The Jews have been keeping that festival of Shavuot, the giving of Torah on Mount Sinai, for 3,300 years. Now, uh, Ephraim, a.k.a. Christianity, kept it for about 1,000 years before they were totally divorced, sent off the land. That's a whole story, the two houses of Israel. We began the divided kingdom. But this is Sinai, okay? So we just keep coming down to the tent and the tabernacle uh, Netzach and Hod, uh, the first day, the second month, and Egypt. But we'll just keep coming down because this time, uh, the first day equated with the second month. There's reason because packed into this system are all the dimensions that include space and time and all the different earth, air, wind, and fire. This, this is so expansively explained with code words. Okay? But... Then down here to Egypt. Where are these people? They're in Egypt. We're in Egypt. This is the point. Yahweh spoke, he said, through Moshe. And what did he speak? He said, to tell my people one thing, I want to take a census. So this is what he's saying. So, so we have a very clear directive that from uh, Yahweh, he is all the way down into Egypt where his people are. He's very aware. He's, got, he's activated his whole persona. Adam Cademan is very involved in this process of redemption in the earth. Egypt is a code word for this level of physicality where we're really in bondage. We're in bondage to the angel of death, all right? We are in bondage to death. That's the whole point. We can't live immortal lives even if we wanted to, okay? It's just not in the genes anymore, all right? So this is a way in which... Like I said, they encode information. Now, let me screen share something because it went on to talk about, well, the Bel Shem Tov, who is a very famous, he is, he's the originator of the Hasidic movement, which is probably one of the most successful and life-sustaining, almost you would call you know, charismatic renewals that has happened within Judaism in the last, you know, 600 years. All right, so he says, one of famous lines is that, um, as one thinks, there he be. Now, this is, this is in Proverbs, this, and he's recently, that, that they understand, as a man thinketh, so is. Where your mind is, what you think on, what you dwell on, what you meditate, what you actually believe is what is going to be manifested in your physicality. That's the system. This thing is called, it is wired to give you exactly what you want. <laughs> and it's hard for us to believe that sometimes because it is very complex. And like, but um, to a large extent, as a man thinketh, so is he. 
This is why the renewed mind, the whole concept is so important. We need to have the mind of Elohim. This is Elohim, our Heavenly Mother. This is Bina. This is understanding, along with Chokmah. Okay? Wisdom and understanding the principal thing. If you don't have this level, everything down here, everything else is going to look very arbitrary. It's going to look like a million pieces. You cannot put it together. It's like a puzzle that this, this is the, like if you want to see what the puzzle looks like, so you know where the different parts go, you've got to be able to read this thing from the top down. You've got to have the big picture. Okay? Whoever thought of trying to put a puzzle piece together without the master picture so you you know so you can take that little piece and you can compare oh i see where it is it's right up here um you know it's right between gimel and i am <laughs> seriously that's how specific this thing is it takes a lifetime this is this is for brainiacs i'm just i don't know for some reason the father just you know why this is what i really believe when i came to yeshua but what my I have the program that runs in me is I want truth. Emet. I want the truth. I don't want any second class, idle, you know, type of thing. I want the truth. And I've been searching for it my whole life. And I've been searching very vigilantly, which I believe now by the Ruach HaKadosh for about 10 years, and I have read the broader canon, which I've done videos on that. The broader canon, you have to get out and read the extensive library, so to speak, that is in the House of Judah including the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Extra Biblicals and the Zohar, the mystical writings where all this is kept, all right? Any teacher today, Ephraimite or Jewish, who doesn't have this level, in my opinion, shouldn't be teaching because you're really not going to be equipping the people on the level that we need with our warfare because we got major principalities and powers that are really shutting us down today. And I don't think we have this grasp of it. So, now, according to... The whole concept in the Zoharic writings in our, call it, or how do you say this? Because it, it, this talks about our inner man. Remember, Paul's we have an inner man. We have a soul life. We have something that's going on inside of us. And those, our soul and our spirit, determine what our actions are going to be. That's what the text tells us. Now, let me say again about this whole tree of life concept. You can throw anything at it. The best psychology in the world is in this thing. The best and truest science is in this. The greatest literature, um, linguistic allegories that are true, that you can take to the bank, are in this, okay? And this side is nature, which is much more than just what we physically see. Because, I mean, because quantum, what we have now today, which we maybe didn't have in past epochs, was the understanding of quantum mechanics, which tells us that there is nature subatomically, particularly, and galactically that's also influencing and part of this system. And then you have, um, uh, see, there's a threefold system here. You have the right pillar, the left pillar, and the middle pillar. It's all very, you know, it's all encoded in there. And these letters are interspersed because these letters are literally the building blocks, the cell that, that, that are building this whole, the house. All right, house, bet means vessel, house, container. That is in here, Bina and Hayden. This is what we, the first level, this is the highest level, really. This is revelation, but this is understanding, and they go together. But enough of that. So the souls, they said all souls have a special mitzvah, which means that according 
they they have an eternal there every soul is working out a tikkun you know um predispositions to sin maybe our ancestors whatever we're all being purified but we also all have a very special mitzvah which is an assignment something that we need to do for the lord in our generation you're not randomly put here so now i want to speak to the elect i want to speak to those who know have that burn for such a time as this i live in this generation for a reason and you're beginning to burn you're beginning to like like that's i'm released i'm going for it all right i know what i know all right, and I feel confident in the Father that He is going to, and He is going to confirm this with miracle signs and wonders. This is where we're going. But be that as it may, in our time, and this I got. See, this is how with the two houses, you know, the soul of all Israel. Basically, our burning desire is the same. We want Mashiach to come and establish His kingdom on earth. Bottom line, <laughs> really, right? Uh, those who love his appearing, and it's both sides of the aisles. You know, Judah's been at it. They've borne the heat of the day. And then, you know, aka Christianity, all those who, who will come under the banner now of the God of Israel. But let me say this. Um, there's such a burning desire for such a time as this that your soul has been placed here in the last generation to promote knowledge, belief, and yearning for the kingdom and the coming of Mashiach. Those are words directly from a highly uh, Jewish sage website. The Jews are saying this is what they understand. This is why our cry is becoming a unified cry, which is so exciting. And we are going, you know, from these opposite ends, and we are going up to the vortex, up to Keter. We are going to meet together up here in Hoch Medina. That's what the Zohar says. That's what I believe. We will have a meeting of the minds up here, and that will game change in a single day i believe that this is so literal and if you make a day well we won't go into that but so according to this that that you need to i'm trying to some people who feel that burning desire you want to promote knowledge you want to preach you want to know the truth and preach the truth you're done with church you're done with religion you're done with false platitudes you know forms of godliness that that deny the power and have you know aren't all right so we're going to a place where if you can receive it, you can be equipped. This is basically what Yahweh was teaching the, the children of Israel in the wilderness. And for those, and again, there's two reports to listen to, always. And this is why today's two reports are going forward, like just even from our media. I mean, just take COVID. You're going to listen to the 10 spies who were like, oh, we'll never stay in your house because, you know, there's no way this plague is just going to get us all, you know. Oh, my gosh. The hand wringing and the, you know, oh, my gosh. Um, or you're like Caleb and Joshua and like, yeah, they're big. They're bad. But, hey, our God is the biggest and baddest one on the block. If you got to see, this is where we're separating the men from the boys. We're getting the army. Back to my original point. Yahweh is taking the census now because he is, he's looking for his army. So what you've been doing, my, my contention premise would be, yeah, what you've been doing during this lockdown, this uh, self-isolation, this being sent to you, and whatever you want to call it, what you've been doing with your time is very indicative of your spiritual state and what good you're going to be to Yahweh in, as we are now approaching rapidly, rapidly the, the, the mop-up of the age, the end of the age, the end of, not the end of the world, the end of the governmental control of the God of this world. 
It's going to be taken away from him totally. Praise that or not. All right. So what we but there's three points I'm going to make because it might take two videos because I'm going to attack one because I'm attacking sacred cows. These are inconvenient truths, sacred cows. But it's knowledge that we have to have, and knowledge for head is for just head's sake is wrong. You're supposed to take knowledge and you're supposed to combine it with mitzvah, which is action. So if you know to do right and you don't do it, sin, right? That's what the text says. Text doesn't lie. So this represents different levels. I've been through this a little bit because what I'm doing, oh, this is what I have to show you. Okay, so we're going to screen share another uh, piece here. No, wrong screen share, sorry. Uh, let's do that again. Why isn't all right? I know what we'll do. Okay, here now. Let me just say this is one of my little charts. I just graph stuff. If you find yourself reading text or reading other and, and you start graphing, you start because that's what I have to do, I have to put the stuff on the paper. What, this is what I started doing. I started to try to graph what they were saying. And then I realized it's very orderly. This, okay, this is, huh. all right, this is, let me tell you what this is. Taking all the information about the camps, the, 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 the way the Israelites were told to camp around the, the, the tent of meeting, the tabernacle, which breaks down into four quadrants, and you have the different tribes. So you have Dan would be a lead tribe. He's in the north. The season, and they see they embed stuff with it. So the fall is always associated with the north, which is in Dan, which is equated with, <clears throat> in its animal symbology, with the scorpion or with the eagle. That's always this quadrant here, and it's called Guevara, and it's right here. Now, let me show you something really quick before we uh, look at this. Okay, now look at this. <laughs> this I found because I, um, there's a place, I don't know why I started looking up, Cappadocia in Turkey, which is one of these places where they have found all these underground cities. It's pretty incredible. And there's all these, people still live in it. It's ancient. It goes deep into the rock walls. It's a fascinating place. Google it. It's interesting. But there's all these cave churches. It has a very long history of Christianity, Christianity of people inhabiting it, and they made incredible churches and with wall art and all this stuff. It's very interesting. But this one I found. Now this is, see the circle, see the four, it's divided into four quadrants, and see the four little circles in the middle of those. That is, see that is, the mystical understanding of zero pen. That is exactly, no, wrong way, sorry. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. This one, okay? See, these quadrants, or um, this is the Gavera, this is Hesed, this is Netzach, and this is Hod. All right, this is how they're doing. They never break these archetypes. Once you, they're established, and you kind of see what they're doing, this was our, we, you can plumb the depths of Torah. It's incredible. It's like this is the, um, the understanding is like the, I don't know, in architecture, you have to have a plumb line, you know, a straight, something that will always tell you if you're straight. If you're, if you're doing everything correctly, you should be level, straight, all right? A level. That's what this will do. The system will keep you <clears throat> on the straight and narrow. But 
it has to be understood correctly. This understanding has been kept in Judah in the Zoharic writing. These are called the keys of the kingdom. This is how they truncate the information. This is where deep prophecy is embedded. So if you want to know the time or the season for a prophecy to happen, you'd have to be at this level to read this stuff. I mean, part of me takes all the, a lot of it, the, the mysticism out of it. And it's really not that anyone can contain this level of mystical understanding all right so this is just my point i don't want to go into this but i was showing how the trying to figure out okay which group so gavera has the tribe of uh the gersh the maria mara marie who was the son of levi okay and and they were in charge of the um the wood the ropes the sockets and the wood um of the tabernacle and then you have over here the, the, the Gershonites, I probably murdered that word, sorry. The, uh, and they are over the, um, the floor, the ceilings, the, the woven, the fabrics. And then you have, and that's in Hode. And then you have over here, this is in Netzach. This is the Corinth. Uh, yeah, Corinth, one of the sons. Okay, he, he's over the sacred objects. And then up here you have the Kohanim, which he started with Aaron, which was two generations later. This, and this is not an accident that the Son of Man comes out of the East. Zodiacally, it's in the winter how in the winter quadrant here. It's Judas here. He is the, um, an Ishakar and the shepherd. It's, I mean, and um, Zebulon. See, these things are not accidents. What I'm trying to tell people is this, this is stuff you can be safe about it. It's not occultic. It's not new agey. It's... It's just, if anything, extremely formulaic. It's as mathematical as you can get. That's why you can come up with gematria, which is where there'll be a relationship between the numbers and the letters and the meanings. It's all amazing. So this is what I'm going to keep <clears throat> focusing on. But one of the things I need to really just say, <clears throat> in down here in this lower level, this is Earth. See, and I won't even get into it. Um, this is, so this is called our nephish soul level in the physicality. I've done a lot of teaching on this. The three levels of soul life that people need to familiarize themselves with and be able to read in the Hebrew, which Hebrew word it is, is because it makes huge difference. And if you put, if you're thinking spirit when it's actually soul, if they put nephish, if they translated nephish into spirit, it's all very confusing. Just go back, figure out what the word is in Hebrew, get that understanding, and then you'll be safe. You'll stay you know, in the zone. But anyways, your Ruach here, these, un and when I say you can throw psychological, these are really defining different psychological parts of us. Our body, our soul, and our spirit. And then right in here, Tifrit, this is, this is Mashiach, this is the throne room, this is paradise, this is the garden, this is, I mean, this is, you know, hub central of, okay, so these are things that are good to understand. So you can have this, but in our nephish soul life, which is the soul life that we get when we enter into the world, that's the one that gets activated, that takes our, or, you know, makes us animate. It's like a puppet, you know, all of a sudden start pulling strings, except <clears throat> Yahweh's pulling our strings, but through very elaborate 
systems of nature that have coded like different levels of computer programming to run. Oh my gosh. We have so many programs that run in our bodies that we are not even the least bit aware of. That's what's one of the fascinating things with science. And they'll tell you, it's just, this is why it's so complex. There's so much stuff they don't know, but this is where I want to go because lately, oh, the propaganda, the assault by this state media or this deep state media that's got one narrative and any dissenting narratives are immediately now deleted and our freedom of speech is really right on the cusp. And this is what I'm saying. You need to wake up and, and get up as an army and we need to fight for what the Father has given us, which is a constitution, which is based on biblical um, laws which is based on how you can live and receive life liberty in a pursuit of a blessed life where the father will bless you because we even forgot that it's the father that blesses us and keeps us safe we think it's the government we i'm like okay but anyways <clears throat> this nefesh where the prana or the chi there's a lot of words a lot of other languages they get this all right has to be fat Every level, this is the thing, of our soul life has to be fed. That's why when Yeshua says, you know, he's the bread of life, he says, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you can have no part of me. And it really weirded out some people because you have to say, you don't have to take everything literally. <laughs> All right? Yes, he gave us bread. He gave us wheat that you can make into bread. And we need that to sustain our nephesh. But to eat in this level, there's bread he made that sustains us in our ruach. This is where you get into the word. There's other spiritual levels. There's other things that you can feed yourself, so to speak, that will keep you strong just as much as you need food. But the thing is, it never breaks archetype. All right? And then you have here in your neshama. And this area of our soul life, this is what was disconnected. Heaven was disconnected from earth in the fall. The whole point is to rectify, to reestablish a connection. Remember, this is the tree of life, actually, if you need to know. It's where the tree of life is, where the cherub with their flaming swords. Nobody gets back up into this tree of life unless they kind of, quote, unquote, go through the gate. They get born again into the tree, which is, in this sense, this is what the mitzvah is coming. This is where faith, this is where Yeshua is saying, um, you have to enter into the gate by faith. I mean, they're not making up these words relating to certain things on this tree of life and the process, all right? You can't get up to here without going through here, all right? Because it's a progression. This is from below to above. This is from above to below. They're not making this up. These are the upper waters. This is the lower waters, all right? This is the firmament. This is what's in between. This is, you know, I mean, just throwing out this code in the way they're doing it. This is Aleph. This is the first letter of the, of the alphabet. It's not an accident. This is Shin up here, which is related to light, which is related to eyes, which is related to sight. Get some spiritual sight. That's what he's saying. If you can't see through these with these eyes, there's two of them on either side. I mean, the archetype fits. Forget it, okay? So all the stories can be told. All our stories are embedded within them is the concept of 
Yod Hey Vav Hey and the influence of Adam Caden. We are, this is what Paul's saying, we are members in particular of this body. We're in this body. We're part of this body. This body affects us. We affect the body. The part, your part of the body affects me, just like my body. My liver gets out of whack. Believe me, I got a lot of problems in the systems of my nephesh, right? All right, but those things are pretty easy to get and establish. But what I want to say, this Bill Gates thing really cracked me up. Listen, they just lie. If they get caught in a lie, they oscillate. What's the word? Oscillate. And, and try to get themselves out of it. But you know what? To the sharp, to, to, no. All right. So there was a, a, a video that got some real viral, went viral. Uh, they found a TV show from 2002 called, I don't know, it was, I forget what it was called, The Dead Zone. It was an adaptation from a novel of 1979 by Stephen King. And in this dead zone, they're, in the, they're talking all about pandemics and how they originate. And this one at a time, it was very deadly. Everything in, the, in, the, in this little video, in this little TV clip that aired, it was, a, was like totally, like how did they, 2002, I said, right? Know about COVID back then. That comes from China. It's really a biological it's coded, it's, it's made to kill arbitrary people. You know, everything about it, you got to wear masks. I mean, you just got to listen to this little clip. It's very interesting before they take it down. But then along with that, there was this piece of information that Bill Gates was saying that they had in, in the vaccines, in, in a lot of this pushing of putting into our systems a lot of under the guise of vaccines or other types of, okay, I don't want to get too deep into this, they had the ability to desensitize Christians to spiritual matters. And there's a, 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 a clip of him saying this in, in a meeting. And so he can't take it back. But then he's like, oh, no, I didn't mean that. I mean, come on, I'm just saying whatever. But listen, this is absolutely true. And they're saying they know how to do this. And this is true, people. And it's going on right now. The dullness of the American church and actually much is so asleep and dulled down it's not even funny but the point is because they know they know exactly how to do that and they've been doing it and i'll explain it to you so this is why again if you don't follow torah you cannot be blessed to the extent of the blessings that are inherent in torah clean you know this is the point if you eat kosher there is a reason for the dietary laws they're not arbitrary. God's not like God. God, you know, He likes some animals and not. I mean, there is actual biological and spiritual reasons why certain food should be consumed and not consumed. And who better to tell us about these than God, who made us? All right, I'm going to get my information quite seriously from someone like Moshe on Mount Sinai, who was dialoguing face to face with the Creator, and the Creator was giving him some very good information about how to stay at the top of your game, especially if you're going to be the generation that goes into the Promised Land and slays all the giants. Right? Wouldn't you like to be strong? Okay, but what's more insidious about this? See, this is what's in a lot of. I mean, so that's why people are dull today. All right, let me try to get this out. <laughs> So the point is you have to eat living food. Living food has real enzymes in it. If it has a real enzyme in it, it is alive, which means it has a, a spark of light. And that, because this keter, this is in everything. 
all right? And this is pure light. I mean, obviously, it's the most condensed form, powerful form, all right, of, in Yahweh who is light, okay? On one level in that sense, okay? So right there, it tells us our body is made to live on living food, all right, because it has these real enzymes in it. And these real enzymes need to do stuff in our organs, you know, whether it's things that go into the liver and cleanse it, or whether it's heart, you know, where you need to extract out of the breath, or whether it's even in the brain. And, and a lot of this, you know, there are, they know there's certain brain foods, okay? So I just took quickly, we were told, all right, so the American diet really changed around the 1930s. It's been, and we're in a war. This is what I'm telling you. Oh, this war is in every level of life. All right. Not just morality, but it's in, we got to fight it in our food. We got to fight it right now. Well, I won't go into that. But anyways, so you have to, um, they changed our diet in terms of the food that we live on. What kind of is the base uh, ingredient? which is oil, which is one of the most fundamental. You got wheat, you got oil, you know, you got a couple things that are foundational, that's why I would, to the human diet. One of them is oils. We, our body is made to run on oil. It's not, a, it's not an accident that the cars run on gasoline. Well, our bodies run on oil. Oil, and this is why Israel had... So everything that's a truth will actually always be mirrored all the way down to the level of physicality. It's not an accident that Israel, in its heyday, its cash crop around the whole world was its olive oil. It had the most purest olive oil. And they had this whole process, for, and, and it was world-known, and, and, and made them famous, and made them buka bucks. But the oil, we are supposed to live, that's why first press, extra virgin olive oil, and they know this scientifically today, is the best oil to be ingested by human. Uh, well, and, and along with flaxseed or fish oil or some of these natural coconut oil, there's some oil that are very good for us and that are clean oils, okay? So the point is, it is full of enzymes and all sorts of different living bacterias and things that we need that keep our organs and our blood systems and all the different systems in us functioning at maximum. You know, you read the health laws, it's probably, he will keep you young, vital. Moshi, these guys were doing, you know, who was it? I think, who just sort of laid down, it was 120, and I think it was much, and, and he just was at the prime of his life. He was physically still as strong as any. 20-year-old buck out there, you know, you take him on, okay? It's because of his lifestyle all the way down, spiritually, emotionally, you know, in, in his ruach and in his neshama. But the point is, our body is made that if we live on bad oils, see, the bad oils that they're feeding us on are, has made us um, into an into a obese, really pre-diabetic, insulin-resistant populace and... Not only that, it is the heavy metals. They know this. They know this from vaccines. They put extra heavy metals in these things, which go into our system. And the way the system works, metals attract. Remember, there's a whole thing called magnetism. And from something spiritual, it, it, it finds its mate in the physical world according to what its attraction is. So, so mercury, an overload of mercury, will attract down onto it, will marry it. In other words, will combine these very toxic, which the human body is not meant to consume 
or run on these things. And these heavy toxic metals are known to dull, literally, it is, that it, it is known to dull uh, the senses and, uh, in, in, see, because, I mean, just think, after, after you eat a heavy meal, after Thanksgiving, here, you've got to go lay down, you've got to take a nap, because your body is so loaded down with, really, in the, Thanksgiving meal is a pretty toxic meal when you really look at it, you know, and the, and the volume, you know, you consume, the whole point, it, it's, but the point is, there's a reason why you feel that way, all right, versus, Think about this. I just want to say about the Indians. I mean, they had a perfect diet in the sense of, and what an what a understanding of being able to travel light because they could live on fruits and nuts and they knew how to forage. They could sustain themselves anywhere and travel huge tracts of forest. I mean, they, in this lifestyle, I believe a lot of these Indians actually were tribers from way back. They did retain a lot of understanding. We're made to live very close to the earth. We're made to grow our own food. We're made to keep, to take charge and keep charge of your food stuff source. So what happened was in the 30s, there was all this pressure to go to these new hydronauts, these new engineered, cheap, low-grade fats. And, and, and it, it happened. At first, the farmers really resisted it. At first, people were like, no, we know better. We're supposed to eat, you know, raw, natural, wholesome, you know, foods, but, in, in, but the processed food, again, these industries do a lot of lobbying. It's very hard sometimes. Within a generation, they were, had totally replaced the good oils. There was coconut oil, which was the staple, was no longer able to be found. It's only now coming back into a resurgence, and people only now are beginning to understand, oh, the Mediterranean diet, maybe there's a reason, you know? Um, but what happens when these, these companies, these multinational globalist companies that who greed and, and you know the power they, they are deliberately not only feeding us bad destructive food sources that will destroy us in our body our soul and our spirit and make no mistake they know exactly what they're doing with GMOing and introducing you know, what a lot of these heavy metals and a lot of the stuff does to us long-term is why they have no intention of curing these chronic diseases that plague mankind today because it is such a money source. Oh my gosh. So I, I just, but most, but the other thing that's interesting is, is, is how it, our sins affect the creation. Like Ikea is one of the biggest culprits of deforestation. I mean, I used to love Ikea, but now, you know, these companies are not eco-friendly, they're not earth-friendly, there's nothing about them that is in, built for sustainability of their eco-environment that they get their resources from, or their, it's all just, let's market it and sell it across. So this is something, see, this is what Ephraim, this is AKA Christian, they need to come back to the dietary laws because obesity is a sin. I'm sorry, one of the seven deadly sins, and I know it's not popular, not gonna get with me any friends. I mean, I recently a year ago went keto. Keto is probably, in my opinion, along with paleo, one of the closest diets to follow that that is biblically spot on. And it, I found my son, who is a scientist, he is trained as a scientist. When he wanted to go on a diet and realized, you know, um, and he researched a lot of stuff and looking for the best scientific, you know, according to his mind, he landed on keto because the science is there. 
this time with this one. And it's all about eating good fat. And I will tell you a little secret. I was able to totally get rid of, <laughs> detox my body and run on efficient, I feel 100% better. You know, I won't tell you my, I mean, I just think it, it works. I'm telling you what, you feed your body what it needs, it will reward you. And these antioxidants are no accident in being able to protect us from chronic diseases. So my point is, this is the problem with COVID, this, this little sinister thing they've done on many levels. But one of them is, uh, the reason, I mean, it amazes me that the church, I mean, let me just say this. This, is, this video is totally dated, but I don't care. But Trump yesterday had to come out and say, no, in, in your, no, we got to let the churches come back. You know, they are, quote, unquote, they're a vital part of the community and of, they're essential. You know, they need to start meeting and we need to open up for them. And I'm like, well, thank you, President. That, that's very nice of you. <laughs> but I'm like, well, where are the churches? Why aren't the churches standing up for themselves? Why are the churches behind closed doors? Why? And I want this answer, especially from local pastors that I know. Why are you not demanding that you're healthy people, all right? I am not talking that you put your vulnerable and at-risk people. That's why you have the, the gift of health in the body of Christ. We are always supposed to take care of our vulnerable and our, you know, um, parts of our congregations. So I'm not saying, you know, if, you, if you're elderly, if you have chronic issues, if you have other things, yes, you need to, to be protected and made safe because this is a real virus, all right? But if you're healthy, but what are you doing sitting at home? We have an army. We have a job to do. The world is waiting for us. I'm telling you what, people are so ready today for a new paradigm, a new, that's why I'm, I'm blown away by how much response, positive response. From Christians, I'm, because they know, hey, the old game isn't working. Old school, we're coming out of this. If you're not coming out of this COVID thing, so to speak, in your larger church life with a commission and an anointing, especially after Shabbat, then you have to examine your faith. Because, listen, it says that the righteous are bold as a lion. If you don't have boldness, you don't have an anointing. Today, if you've got this, you need boldness. All right? I'm done with the wicked feeding me, telling me what to put in my brain with all of this crap. Luciferian behavior. And on these principalities, I'm sorry. Godless men who align themselves with the, with the, the, the gods of the nations. I'm sorry. And we got to get them out of our government, out of running America, out of this package so we can get back to our constitution that assures us of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness where everybody has a right to figure out their own mitzvah, their own tikkun, do what they're called to do with faith, with confidence, with courage, with integrity, with keeping of Torah. I mean, what are we doing today? I mean, it's really amazing to me. But the fact that the the, the president had to kind of, is, is disappointing to even, it's, it's it's very hopeful and it's great that we have a pro, but what if we didn't church? What if it wasn't Trump in the white house? What would you do? How many would have? So the census that's being taken right now, but from Yahweh's point of view, Yahweh told Moshe, look, I'm going to number the people and I'm going to, I want every able-bodied man, which is, again, we understand the development. You should understand the development. And as Paul says, every, you know, there's neither male nor female, rich or poor, or um, 
forget what the third one, in the body of Elohim. We progress now. Everybody's in the army that's over 20 years old and that um, has gone through Yesod, right, uh, back up into the field, is being called today into this army. So your personal mitzvah, if you live today, that sense that you need to, 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 to you know, that Mashiach, we need to cry. Mashiach needs to come. Let me tell you what. <laughs> uh, we need this peaceable kingdom, all right? And these, we have a lot that we can do to hasten his return. This is a fact, all right? So it's, it's important to me that people, that we get back up. I mean, I know that the COVID thing kind of really, it just it took everybody by surprise. And it, would, and it took a while to recover. And then when people recovered and they got their eyes open, it's like, oh my gosh, there's something else going on here. This isn't a pandemic. This is a pandemic. And you can see the globalists. You can see these, because we're coming down to a place, literally, you can see where the nations are aligning themselves against Yahweh Elohim. We're getting ready to go to Armageddon. And that's another whole thing. What's going to happen at Armageddon? Okay, people, it's, it's big, bad, and it's galactic. But if you want to be in the army, <laughs> so to speak, this, and I will prove to you, because I have experienced this myself, and now I'm hearing from people all over that are, that are beginning to do this, to get out of the boat, kind of take the red pill, get out there into the broader canon, get the big picture, revival. I can lead you I really, to Miriam's well in the wilderness. Miriam is an archetype. She said, you know, the water, the well she found is the deep, deep, deep. This is, yes, so this is the middle pillar. This is the Mashiach. You can drink deeply. It will sustain you in the wilderness, even during, especially during the battle that's coming up. Don't think you're going to check out early with a rapture. <laughs> Everybody else, I mean, it's like, you will go through. Only Yahweh knows. He says he might shorten the time, which I hope he does. But, you know, he knows at what point. You know, he wants to totally change the game up. It could be three and a half years. It could be seven years. Uh, you know, I hear some people say 20. I'm not going down that road. That's a little too long for me. I'm ready now. And I think if we can hasten, uh, it's a very Jewish kind of hasten, Mashiach, by, um, you know, because again, think of the same. It's like a magnet. The spirit. So Pentecost, all right. Be expect like a magnet, like, like draw that, expect it, ask for it. We need a level of anointing. If you are in your home, again, this is what the Father's saying. He's going around doing a census. If you are in him on a feast or you are in the world in a feast, it's obvious to the whole spiritual kingdom. It's obvious to you. You can't have, I mean, so these are things. It's going to, this is real. This is what's going on. And we are, you got to believe the report of the two spies. Okay? Joshua and Caleb were the only ones who went in. Even though for 40 years they were all being taught this, they were all being taught how to think above their enemies so that they could conquer their enemies. With, yeah, with, with, <laughs> it really is your Hevavheg at the head of the army, always. Uh, so that was what I wanted to tackle. Just again, in our nefesh, it's very important people say when it says Torah was not abolished. This is a huge, you know, I'm coming against some of these principalities, these mental constructs that have that that is being beamed out there constantly on us by principalities through people to keep 
us from knowing the truth, all right? And one of them is, again, if you believe a lie, you're not believing the truth. I mean, it's pretty axiomatic. But we have to get control of our nefesh soul life, number one, to be in. And then I want to tackle the ruach, the corruption of the soul. They know exactly how to do it also through continual exposure. So you can, um, to all of this garbage, you can eat garbage, you can consume, bring it into your ruach, which your ruach on a psychological level is like your temperature gauge. So if your temperature's rising, if you're getting heated up, like I'm getting really hot for the, I don't care anymore. I mean, I'm going to say it and I'm going to, you know, and I wanted to make my point. Bill Gates, you are lying. You guys know exactly what you're doing to dumb down and to destroy the people of Elohim. Okay? People of Elohim, if you want to get on top of your game, you better get back into Torah, get back into this understanding, start to obey some of the basics. All right? And then we can progress up. So, um, let's just see. Did I kind of get out of my system? Uh, okay, on our nephish. Now, in our nephish, too, I just have to say, not only what we eat, but there's a lot of things, you know, obviously, what we drink, what we consume. There's a lot of things that we can bring into our system that will, that will destroy us. All right? And one of them can be and will be, on a certain level, a vaccine. So, we need to say... On top of our game, read the fine print and all this stuff. But I'll tell you, there's a war going on. The globalists are really trying to get take down America and bring us under their hegemony. And patriot, Christian, Jew, child of Elohim, you need to fight it tooth and nail. On in in the level that is granted to us, which is polemic, which is to speak with authority to the enemy and he will back down so on that note shabbat shalom enjoy and i will be back next week with another word for the elect life we hope you enjoyed today's message maybe you have some questions or would like to share your thoughts liz would love to chat with you about it so head on over to the website theelectlife.org or if you prefer, you can leave your comments on the Liz McGee YouTube channel. And if you're over on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell. Tune in next week as Liz brings out more on the mysteries that matter and more food for the soul. Thanks for tuning in.